Welcome to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller along with Robert Glasscock, and we have a listener question from Kristen and Thomas, because I have the same one. Hi there. I am absolutely loving the Old Soul, New Soul Podcast. It's amazing. So thank you so much to you and Robert for doing this podcast. I have a question that came up because of the series you were doing on the nose of the moon. In other places where I've learned about the nodes of the moon, the south node is talked about as a place of past life mastery, where like you have a tendency to like focus on that because you're already good at it, so it's a safe place to be, and that the north node is a complete unknown. So I was really surprised um, in the node series where uh, Robert was talking about the nodes being a place, the south node being a place of not actually knowing how to do the thing and being something you were not good at. So that's my question. It's just a little, it's opposite of what I had learned. So I'm very curious about it. Thank you for all you do. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Thank you, Kristen. Great question. And I am siding with you on this. Now, Robert, I, th- I got some training uh, from Steve Forrest from a seminar that he did. And I think this the idea here is, if we think about, that we brought this energy with us from the South Node in order to resolve that karma by moving to the North Node. So the South Node then, and I'm going to put this in Thomas Miller Fun Astrology Talk, is something that we really screwed up in the past. We botched it. We didn't get it right. So we carried it forward into this life with the strengths and the weaknesses from that south node in order to see if we could break away from it and find its opposite. So can you elaborate? Yes, I don't know where. This is a very common interpretation today. If you go online and look at the north node, south node, I don't know where this happened, because when I started out in 1965, the first book I ever bought was the A to Z Delineator, the A to Z Horoscope Maker and Delineator, which was originally written back in the 20s, and then it had been revised and revised and so on. It also taught the same thing that I do, that the South Node is a place of uh, of sign and and house position of, uh, of karmic weakness, that you, as you put it, that you botched in a previous life and that you need to work on in this life. And the North Node uh, are karmic assets, things that you were good at or succeeded at in the past that you bring forward in this life, which you can build on. Today, it's reversed. I don't know why. Let me read you something. This is a quote from Mark Edmund Jones, and this is in his uh, book on orary astrology. The moon's north or ascending node is a point of definite assistance wherever it is found. It shows a special cooperativeness from individuals or affairs ruled by the house which holds it. It reflects of necessity the function of the moon. The tail, the dragon's tail, which is the old name for the note, is a definite impediment in horary art principally showing the promise of or promise or consequence of self-undoing, indiscretion, and lack of common sense. So 
Now that was the, of, that was the South that you were just talking that about. That was the, the South. Dragon, no, the Dragon's, the Dragon's Tale. Tale. Yeah. All right, I want to clarify that 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 right. what that was talking about was the South. Okay. Two things. I am a big believer in making astrology as accessible as I can to people. Uh, that's one thing. Second of all, I'm saddened by what I find today. Many astrologers who are coming up don't ever bother reading the old books. It's very easy to go online and go to a million pages of interpretation. If you don't have enough experience or your critical faculties are lacking, you just accept what they're saying. It's online. They should know what they're talking about. And this, frankly, is a pet peeve of mine in astrology in general. I could give you um, a couple of examples, and, and I will in a moment, but uh, all of the old books, uh, the A to Z Delineator, uh, Safari's Manuals, all of the older books uh, treat the, the notes exactly as I am. And I don't know where uh, the contemporaries, a lot of astrologers teach exactly the opposite. I also like to teach students to think for themselves, because if you can get the foundations of astrology, the basics of astrology right, and clearly, and you understand them, you can think your way through them without a book, necessarily. I mean, you've certainly got to have books uh, to start. But there, are, for example, I'm thinking about Mar uh, Grant Louie, who was a terrific astrologer. He wrote two wonderful pop astrology books back in the 40s, Heaven Knows What, and um, what was it? Heaven Knows What and Astrology, astrology for, for the, the Millions. millions. Yeah. Right. Well, in, in the frontispiece of both of those books, and it's a story that I used to tell all the time because it was a wonderful story that Grant Louie uh, had a family, and at age I don't know, 40, 41, he suddenly canceled all of his speaking engagements and all of his um, readings. He took out a life insurance policy, his first and only one. He made one payment on it and died of a brain hemorrhage, meaning that all he had to pay was one payment and his wife and kids got his life insurance when he died. It's a wonderful story until you start thinking about it. How is this story verified? He didn't write this down anywhere or send it anywhere. Maybe he told his wife and maybe she told the publisher that that's what happened. But there's absolutely no verification for it whatsoever. Still, it's a wonderful story. Number two, uh, Reinhold Levertine, who is the founder of Cosmobiology, is reputed to have gone to medical school. He's a doctor. You read it everywhere. Go find any records. If you can, please send them to me that he ever attended any medical school whatsoever. I can't find that at all. He's a brilliant astrologer, and his contributions are certainly no less valuable. I don't know where that got started either. But this is a field where anybody can say anything. And if you don't know any better, you're going to accept it. So I'm going back to the ancient definitions of the dragon's head and the dragon's tail, which have these associations with them. And as Mark Edmund Jones says, the dragon's tail, the south node, is a definite impediment in orary art. Well, it's not going to have a different meaning in natal charts than it does in orary. 
And the reason it's an impediment, as he goes on to say, it, it principally shows the promise or consequence of self-undoing, indiscretion, and lack of common sense, which is another way of saying this is a karmic area that you have not developed or you've misused or abused previously that in, because of that, you're going to have problems in this area of your life, which you need to be aware of and be conscious of and develop the qualities of the sign that the South Node is in, develop them very consciously. I have my South Node, Thomas, in, in Capricorn, rising in my first house, I have the North Node in, in Cancer in the seventh. And when I first began to look at that, I thought, all right, this is me and my personality. So there's something about my personality that I have abused, and it's in the sign of Capricorn. So that has a lot to do with control and power and status and all of those kind of things and ambitions uh, that I've got to face and, and look at in this life and be aware of not, not misusing those things or focusing on, for example, focusing, you know, I, <laughs> I get this comment all that. In fact, when I've mentioned these podcasts to people, friends here that we're doing, Thomas, the first thing they say is, oh, you're going to be rich and famous. That's, it's, they mean well, but it's such a superficial, childish, I've never done anything for those reasons. I've followed my bliss, and thank God it's been successful, which I think it always is if you follow your bliss. Following your bliss doesn't mean you'll be a millionaire, but you will always have food and shelter, and, and frankly, you'll probably be healthier because you're doing something you love as opposed to working for somebody you hate. So, so in that way, I don't know where this interpretation of the nodes began. But I've seen it a lot in, in astrologers. A lot of new astrologers want to come up with something new, and this has nothing to do necessarily with these notes. But I've seen astrologers give lectures on some really obscure kind of astronomical phenomenon that they spend an hour or two hours lecturing on. And then when you get right down to it, what the heck does it add to a reading? You know that. So I, I, look, I'm a natural skeptic. I've got Mercury and Jupiter both in Virgo and kind of in at least Jupiter is exactly square my Uranus and Gemini at birth in, in my sixth house, Uranus being astrology. So I'm very skeptical and I'm a show me kind of guy. Does this work or does it not work? And I totally teach people, try it, try it yourself, try it in your chart, try it in other people's charts. If it works for you, Keep using it. If it doesn't work, put it aside. Maybe you'll come back to it. Maybe you won't. But I think if people can think through, for example, here's Mark Edmund Jones saying the, the South Node is a definite impediment in orary art. Well, something is not going to be an impediment if it's good karma, you see. Good karma is not an impediment. It's a treasure that you can store up and build from and, and rely on. And the dragon's tail, the south node, is the opposite of that. It's an impediment, which again suggests the notion that this is an area by sign and by house 
that you need to work on because you're carrying over. It's so simplistic to say bad karma, but that's a thumbnail quickie way to go that this is an area in, in my situation is the South Node in Capricorn. So what I need to do is learn how to be a Capricorn in a constructive way. And of course, I have Capricorn rising as well. And, and so I have had to to learn that. And I think I have at this point. But it so completely contradicts what I learned earlier on. And, and all, I mean, I those are only two books, The A to Z Delineator and, and more recently, Mark Edmund Jones. I could, and, and Safariel's Manual, you can go back to any of them, Charles Carter, uh, any of them. And But people don't read the old books anymore for some reason because they don't need to. It's so easy to find uh, you know, a column or a, a, some new astrologer or some any there are millions of astrologers out there with websites and uh, and just take that as gospel without thinking it through. We mentioned the comment you're going to be rich and famous for doing a podcast and how that could filter through the south node of I'm sure vanity or that all of a sudden the focus gets askew. So you are aware of that. So you reframe that comment to make it. Uh, appropriate for the situation. Now let's run that same comment through your north node in Cancer in the seventh house. Through that filter, Robert, you're going to be rich and famous for doing a podcast. How do you filter that? Well, the north node in, in Cancer in my seventh house, and that not only rules marriage relationships, but it also rules all counseling relationships. So any counselor of yours, for example, in Orary, Thomas, you know this, uh, if, you're, if the question is about my attorney or my doctor, the doctor as a counselor is ruled by the seventh house. The doctor as an authority over your health is ruled at the tenth, and the doctor's prescriptions are ruled by the sixth. So there are different aspects of being a physician, but a doctor is ruled by the seventh house. A lawyer is ruled by the seventh. Your clients are ruled by the seventh house. If, if you're talking about it as an astrologer, now, if you're reading an orary chart, the querent is shown at the first and you as the astrologer are shown at the seventh. But all counseling is a first seventh relationship. So I have the North Node in Cancer in my seventh house. So one of the things that I do carry over is the capacity for a lot of compassion and caring and nurturing which I think I do uh, for myself as well as other people. My weakness, and I was raised this way, is the South Node in Capricorn. Both of my parents are were depression babies. They both came from nothing. My father lost his father at 10 years old. And both of them were not obsessed with, but they were absolutely preoccupied with money and status. Small town doctor. And I asked my father <laughs> when I was 13, I said, you know, as much as you love the nightlife, and he always did, he had his own band. He put himself through LSU with his own band. And, that, and he knew a lot of musicians, Al Hurt, Pete Fountain, I mean, real musicians. So he loved to go to Las Vegas. He loved to go to New Orleans. And we would take vacations and I would meet these musicians. But I asked him uh, when I was about 13, uh, as much as you love cities and the nightlife, why did you pick Pine Bluff, Arkansas? And he said to me, do you want to know the truth? And I said, yeah. And he said, because I wanted to be a big fish in the pond, and I didn't think I could do it in a big pond. And it told me reams about him, and I totally understood it. But, and he was that way until the day he died. 
he was a really good doctor. He was not, uh, he was a good provider too. He was not a good father because he didn't know how to do it. He had never seen a good father. So uh, that's, I guess, what I, I mean by, by that. So back to your question about the North Node in cancer, what I learned from that was you're born with this capacity, Bob, to be a cancerian nurturer. And that also happens to be one of the signs for a teacher. Uh, and it's in your seventh house. So you can nurture people uh, because it's an innate carryover from, I'm sure, being a woman in a past life and being a mother. Um, so that's something that uh, I can build on and, and have in myself, but also particularly in my, in my work. Uh, and the South Note is something that falls in my first house of my own personality. The facade, and, and certainly when I was younger, I was very aware of status and upward mobility and all of that. Uh, and and thank, thank heaven I moved away from, from my background when I did at 20 and, and went to Los Angeles to, to be myself, to raise myself freely. Um, I hope that helps clarify that. I don't know if I'm doing a very good job or not. Well, in that area of South Node karmic weakness, let's say you had never gone into Pickwick Bookstore, you had never seen astrology in your whole life. What would that South Node, how might it have played itself out? I would have chased fame and fortune and partying as well, but certainly fame and fortune. If you're in Los Angeles and you're in show business, it's all about image. You know, I, I like to joke that so many people in show business, they're wonderful people, but you talk to them and they talk about the project they just got through with, the movie they just got through with, or they talk about the project they're up for that's coming up. Meanwhile, in the present, they're going to unemployment. But you don't talk about that because it's all about image out there. And it truly is, and for good reason. So I could very easily have gotten lost in that, in the search for fame and fortune and putting on a show that was a complete lie and being utterly insecure. And I would have drunk myself to death. Very simple. My dad did. My stepmother did. Uh, half my family did. Yeah, because so you're I, sitting I there with Sun and Neptune together. You got it. <laughs> Hello. Have another round. <laughs> Please. And I enjoyed drinking. It was a lot of fun. But I, th that's one of the things that brought me up short, Thomas, when I got, first got the A to Z delineator, which is what that total stranger told me to get. He said, the book you want isn't in print. And I found a copy. And one of the first things I read about, you know, you, alcohol and drugs are a, a fatal danger for you. And on and on and on it went. And I was 20, about to turn 21. And socially drinking, I thought, everybody drank where I was raised and everybody drank in those days in Los Angeles. And of course, sex, drugs, and rock and roll came along with the mid sixties. And so everybody was not only drinking, they were doing all sorts of drugs. So I would have been dead without astrology. Absolutely. Now that sounds to me like at least a kissing cousin of what Kristen was talking about. Here's past life challenge, which it kind of seems like that's what even what Mark Edmund Jones was saying that it will undo you if you don't deal with it and that it was something that you could have gravitated to and done well and imploded doing even. That's exactly right. 
So it sounds like a kissing cousin. Let me let me just give you mine real quick. Uh, north node or south node, we'll start there. South node for me is in the 10th house. So there's work and career. And it's in Aries. War, anger, Mars, aggression. South node, fourth house Libra. I've always said jokingly, make love, not war. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. if and, and I'll tell you what, I've been doing that because on my other podcasts, we do this thing on Sunday nights, 8 p.m. We do it live on Facebook and on YouTube called The Healing Convergence. I just had an idea and it's almost coming up on a year old. And I had this idea to just send love out into the universe. And do you know that about right now, 25 people get together in that group every week, and it is the highest energy thing you've ever experienced. I'll bet it is. Good so for you. as I'm moving away from, like, look, our, our world right now is in that chaotic, almost at tinderbox war, my south node. What am I doing? I'm moving consciously, purposefully toward my north node and getting a phenomenal result. So you have the south node in Aries in the 10th house. Is that right? Correct. All right. So you're, I like to refer to the nodal axis as your existential conflict. Everybody has it. With you, it's the conflict between being true to yourself in terms of a career and pursuing the things you love versus having a home and family. Lifelong that's dilemma. The conflict. Yep. That's, the, that's the conflict. It found me. So what you've found, but you've, you know, you've, I guess, been divorced twice, I think now, right? Correct. All right. So, but you look at what you've done, though, Thomas, you have developed the, the South Node in Aries, your, your self-directed life, your own initiative, being true to yourself. Aries looks like a very selfish sign to a lot of people. It's not so much selfish as it is about self-fulfillment. And that means on a higher level, which is what you're doing, you know, your whole career now is not just in broadcasting, but look at the segment of broadcasting that you're involved with. Healthcare, you do a lot of work with medical organizations and doctors, for example, which is a very constructive thing. And the other areas, metaphysics and astrology and so on. So now that you are no longer married, you are able to express your own initiative and originality, which are also associated with, with Aries and something of a leader, a leadership ability. Whereas before, it was the same reason I never got married and had children, because I, I, first of all, I was an actor when I first got out there. And that's notoriously insecure. And then astrology found me within a, a year, less than a year of my being there. And it, of course, took over because I couldn't believe that it worked. But of course it did. And here I am, whatever, 57 years later, I don't know, yeah, 56, 57 years later. And yes, it worked. So, um, so you've come to that. You're, you're doing, you, you've already done home and family and past lives. Mm -hmm. with the North Node in, in Aries. But the challenge is how do you express your own true, that's a classic indication, uh, Thomas, for self-employment. Aries, period. Aries 
in the ten, associated with the tenth house, you know, it's an independent sign. It's all about me and what do I want. But if you're doing that in a selfish way, it can be a, a generate kind of a destructive position. If you're doing it in a constructive way, if you find something in yourself that you think this is what I love to do, I'm good at this, and I'm I can be original at this, and I can contribute something that nobody else can here then suddenly it's very constructive if you're married with that kind of uh nodal axis secretly and this is not necessarily true for you but secretly there can be resentment for having a home and a family because they interfere with what you really want to do but you can't say that oh i i'll say it I'll say, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I, I don't hold back. I mean, I've put my whole life online uh, on audio podcasts, and that was always an internal struggle. All right. So I want to really exhaust this. So then with that nodal axis, what do you do with the North Node? You build on it. You build on it. How so? so you, because if well, I build right. on it, then it creates this. Okay, let me back up real quick. Okay. So what you were saying just then is absolutely right. And I am completely fulfilled and satisfied in what I'm doing now. Now, Thomas, let me interrupt you. You are a better father, divorced and following your own path than you would have been had you stayed in marriage. Yes, that's true. That, that's the truth. That's true. Now, they may not feel that way, certainly not initially. Nobody does when parents divorce. But in retrospect, you can. You know, my father on his deathbed, God love him, we had the best conversation we ever had, really. And I, I said to him, how you stayed married to mother for 26 years, I will never know. And he teared up. He said, do you mean that? And I said, yes. And he said, I always thought you loved her more. And I said, no, I love both of you equally. But dad, mother was bipolar and maybe even <laughs> more than bipolar. Uh, and just so I'm, I'm proud of you. And now his second wife, he was married for, I think, 29 years, 28 years before he died. And then she and she also died of alcoholism shortly after he did. So he he understood that. So with you, it's it's the same thing. I mean, I'm, how, I don't know how old your, your children. Look, I was 19 when my parents divorced. I didn't think it affected me so much, but it did. You know, in retrospect, even at 19, it does. Oh, it affected he, my kids a lot. Yeah, yeah. But in truth, if you can get them to understand that it, you love, and they know you love them, they have to with, with that note down there. Uh, but if you can get them to understand you're actually, this is better. It's better for them. It's better for you. Well, I, you know, and, and it's hard to do. <laughs> this is kind of funny, but now that I've landed in Western North Carolina and you've seen some pictures of up here where I am. In fact, Robert said, how could you ever leave? You know, yeah. I'm like, that's the dilemma. I love them. I will pay for their ticket to come here <laughs> anytime. <Yeah. laughs> but when will there be the next time that I'll go back to Dallas? I don't know. You know, might be a while. So that is. And, and yet it is. Uh, completely fulfilling, but well, how do I how do I develop home and family and and North Node in Libra in the fourth and not recreate that conflict? You're doing it 
Look at the online family you have. I have a wonderful online family. Thousands of people. <laughs> and I love them so much. Yes, you do. And it's also in Libra, which is an air sign, the sign of one of the intellect. You know, it's in Jungian astrology and analytical, I mean, Jungian, Jungian psychology, analytical psychology. Uh, the air signs are, are intellectual. He's got the four types, you know, so the... So you're doing this intellectually, and you are wedded to this. You're wedded to your life at home, where you live. Look at what you're doing. You're broadcasting. You're doing these podcasts with me and your own podcast with Fun Astrology and the, the groups that you have. And so, so your whole focus is on that. But if you had stayed married, you would have had to deal with all of the issues and complexities of raising the children and the schools and so on, dealing with the wife and her issues and her challenges as well. All of those, you would never be able to do what you're doing, Thomas. Well, none of that went away and uh, until the kids <laughs> got up and out, and I didn't do what I'm doing until then. So it did. It stayed with me. I'll tell you what. This gets emotional. I could get choked up. My little water sign could turn on here. This is this is incredible. Well, I think there's a ton of information if you study your nodal axis and really do think about it. Think about it. Think it through. Well, today you've shown me both sides of mine, and we certainly saw how yours has played out, even with a listener comment to you, where that could get filtered through in a couple of different ways. As the, men as the mentor, as the counselor, and also as the south node person who could lock onto that and say, ooh, I could be rich and famous. How do I do it? You know, <laughs> how, what do we do next? What do we do? I get it. So, wow. Well, it's been interesting, Thomas, because certainly by the time I, well, even writing for, I don't know, 10 years for American astrology, certainly in that market, I, I had, it's not fame so much, but I was certainly known for that. And uh, then as a screenwriter, I, thankfully, I was able to work consistently because I had a terrific agent, but I also got great reviews. And so I, and plus I was in LA where I saw the effects of fame and fortune on everybody, on different people. And uh, almost everybody had some issues about that. It changes people, you know? And so I became very aware of that, but certainly nobody goes into acting expecting to be rich and famous. Although I certainly hoped I would be. That's how, why I was in the astrology section to begin with in 1965, standing there looking at these books. I knew nothing about astrology thinking, gee, maybe one of these books will tell me I'm going to be rich and famous. South node. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, but, and the same with astrology, you don't, nobody goes into astrology to make a fortune. That's silly. And I never expected to, but I've done very well in it. Even So I learned about going after fame and fortune. No, no, no. What you do is find what you love and just do that as well as you can do it because you love it so much. And that's what I've done, followed my bliss. And it has absolutely worked out for me. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. What a great question. Kristen, thank you so much. And Robert, what a great exploration of all of this. And I, I can see both sides. I personally can see uh, this is a complex question. So, yes, it is. Kristen, go back to your own chart, your own life, fillet it out with everything you've heard today, and the answers for you will be there. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. 
And we've had so much interest in this topic that we are going to continue this conversation in future episodes, and we are working on that printed material from the Nodal series that we did at the beginning of the launch of this podcast. So stay with us. More on the nodes ahead. Thank you for listening to the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology Podcast with Robert Glasscock. We'll see you next time.